Welcome to The Standard of Living, where we take a playful yet observational look at the world outside. Our creed, keep it positive and keep it fun. If you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button. If you'd like to be a guest, shoot us an email at our website. So today's episode is part two of The Way I See It. I've got two friends of mine, Debbie and Arian, who I've known for more than 20 years now. We'll meet both of them first, and then I'm going to talk to Arian this week, and two weeks from now, you'll hear Debbie's story. Okay, hi. So I am Debbie Lawrence, and Arian, what's your... Oh, Arian Gordon. Duh, I've just been emailing you all day. That's Arian Gordon. (laughs) Um, We just, the past 20 minutes, trying to connect through Zoom. Oh, my God. (laughs) Thank you, Arian, for downloading it on your... Oh, that was fun. Now um, now that we have Zoom, we'll be able to use it. I feel like I can totally talk you through building a house now. Oh, and- right. <laughs> we always wanted a house. We, it might take us a long time, mostly because I have no clue about building anything. Um, we, must, we must social distancing, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we will. I promise. Like, hey, bring me that two by four, but just chuck it at me. Yeah. Um, okay, Randy, duck. <laughs> it's so good to hear from you both. Um, and, and I'm glad we were able to connect this way, or we could do it by the phone, right? But because I'm using Zoom as my uh, priority recording facility for the podcast, uh, we needed to do it this way. So I knew walking into this, this was going to be uh, a challenge because you aren't the only guests that I've had to kind of troubleshoot with the um, process. It's just um, you're both sight impaired. And so it was, uh, it was kind of cool to kind of be on the phone with you and like listen to, to what prompts you were getting from the website. Because I think, you, what is that term called? Like when you have uh, the voiceover? That's what it is. That's what's called. Oh. It's called voiceover. Thanks to Apple. Yes. Um, we're able to um, use our iPhones like everyone else. Mm-hmm. It's like a screen reader for blind and low vision folks. I love that. I mean, you know, I'm a voiceover actor. So when I hear that term, I think something else. And I remember when I pushed that button accidentally one time, I'm like, what does this button do? And then things <laughs> were being read to me. I'm like, whoa, this is... Cool. So I'm glad there's that that ability to connect that way. And yes, um, I think without it, we would have we still would have connected eventually. But I think it would have taken much much longer. And yes, yeah, absolutely more. Absolutely. Um, thank you, by the way, for. Um, <laughs> I think Debbie at one point she's like, "You're so patient," and I was like, "Okay, like, I, yeah, no, I mean, I totally get it." But I have um, a couple of friends who uh, constantly cannot connect to certain things tech wise, like. My parents are one of them, um, but another, a, a contemporary who just doesn't understand technology. So I promise you, my patience is very thin. Um, well, no. <laughs> with with no. some people. With some oh. people. Well, I know, I know that, well, Arian has taught me a lot about the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, so anything I know is because of what she's taught me. We kind of learned on our own. Yeah, I'm a techie. <laughs> well, that's, well, that's always good to have around. And I, I always say it's always good to have some kind of mentor or someone who will teach you what they know. And I think with technology, especially these last few weeks, we certainly have had to either learn or teach. Um, I was just on another Zoom meeting for some music thing yesterday and they they were having me tweak my settings. And the whole time I was like, I didn't even know this 
could happen. I didn't know you could do this. Like, and I still don't know. I'm just pushing buttons because you're telling me to. And I don't know <laughs> what is happening well, on the other end. That's the way you learn. Yeah. That's the only Mill way to learn. Mm-hmm. So that's um, what Arian does. All right. So Arian, you're up. Yes. Okay. So what is your label? Um, I like to be known as um, a person uh, with low vision mm-hmm. or partially sighted. Uh, not uh, some people like to be PC and and uh, say you know limited vision. Um, but for me, um, I either have uh, low vision or I'm uh, visually impaired. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I need some help um i i don't take people with me to to stores and and uh, i shop by myself mm-hmm. and um because the reason is because when i take someone who is sighted with me uh the the shop owners or the people in stores tend to and uh talk to the sighted person they don't talk to me okay and i'm the consumer I'm I'm the one with the money. Mm-hmm. I'm the one that want, needs the information. Mm-hmm. So it's easier for them or less frightening for them to talk to someone with sight mm-hmm. instead of talking to someone with a visual impairment. It makes them feel better. So I prefer going shopping by myself so that they can deal with me. So if I need special assistance, I will explain. I'm visually impaired. And I need to find a certain type of medication, over-the-counter medication, or um, some kind of material, or whatever. And most of the time, they're very, they're very uh, cooperative, and and they'll help me. Sometimes I do need people to take me to the particular item that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a problem with them just pointing. What they'll do is they'll point to a corner of the, the store. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's that's anywhere. And that doesn't help me right. because if you're pointing to the south part of the store, well, that could be anywhere. It could be against the wall in the south. It could be in the middle of the store. Um, so I need specifics. Mm-hmm. And that will get into what people always ask me. Well, what can you see, or what can't you see? I was about to ask you that next. So yeah, it, it's see? kind of yeah, it's yeah. kind of it kind of annoys me because mm-hmm. it's uh, with people with low vision. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many varieties of low vision. Mm-hmm. Like there are so many varieties of food. Mm-hmm. So many varieties of the color blue, the color red. Right. So um, there's no cookie cutter difference. And with totally blind people and people with low vision, there there are gray areas. There's no black and white. And with low vision, uh, a lot of people think, oh, if you get some glasses, it's going to solve your problems. You'll be okay. No. Uh, with my population, with my peeps, um, sometimes uh, glasses don't help, mm-hmm. but we wear them all for various reasons. Like, just it makes 
uh, colors brighter or it may make uh, things come a little bit closer to our our vision mm-hmm. but it, it's not going to give us 2020 vision it's not going to give us 2030 vision yeah. because our uh, each person's eyes are different uh, depending on what's going in going on inside the eye mm-hmm. so like Debbie had said that there's variations within uh, a blind person being able to perceive lights or not lights and I, mm-hmm. I assume too with you and this came up with the red green colorblind talk today that there are variations of strength um, in people's perceptions some can you know see better colors some not um, and with you just saying that it's differing as well in terms of low vision you and I talked uh, before when we were on the phone just outlining this interview um, about I, I recently came across a student who has a very low vision, like super low vision that it's almost like he's looking through a pinhole. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that was new for me because I'm like, I was, I stopped because I'm like, what? I didn't even know that existed. And I'm almost, you know, I'm 44. And this is something that just, I was definitely in that camp that was like, you either can see or you can't. So this is new for me. And then when we were talking, you were like, that's kind of me too. And I was like, oh, I need to hear more about this. So, Well, my vision is different than um, this person that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And the reason that um, you are not alone, there, people that are listening to this podcast mm-hmm. may not even know that either. So I, I, am, I thank you for letting me have this forum yeah. to um, talk about it because I think a lot of people are ashamed of having low vision Mm -hmm. um i don't know i i can't really speak for them or um uh, or they think that no one would understand which i can understand that because um it it happens to me Mm -hmm. where people uh don't get it but um i have a i i feel like um this is my passion and this is what I want to do. I want to bring my low vision out into the forefront. And if this is the, this is the, the springboard that's going to do it, that, that thank you very much for letting that happen. Um, Your, um, your, your friend that has the vision where he, he's looking through a, a straw or a tunnel Mm -hmm. uh, that maybe I'm not sure. I'm not a doctor, but I've had friends that have had low vision since first grade. And we talk about our, our vision to each other. And it sounds like it might be retinitis pigmentosa, which eventually robs the side vision. And um, it, became, it becomes um, closer. Uh, the, the vision becomes dimmer on the side and and dimmer and dimmer and dimmer until they can just see through a straw. And I had a computer teacher who saw like that also. And he was in a social situation where he, he was introduced to someone and the person was insulted by the person he was introduced to because he didn't shake his hand. And uh, the person said, well, I wanted to shake your hand and you were rude. And he said, oh, I'm, I'm terribly sorry. I didn't realize that you extended your hand to shake my hand. You see, I, 
have retinitis pigmentosa, I can only see through a thin straw and I, I have to move my, my head and, uh, uh, to see that you, you know, to see that your hand, hand was extended because the only thing he could probably see would, would have probably been the man's forehead or his hairline or whatever. So we apologized. And, um, so they cleared that up, you know what I mean? So there's, there's that the person didn't know how much he could not see with my vision. I have, I have so many intricate problems with uh, my my inner eyes. I was born visually impaired. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, it was passed down from my father's side, and um, I have what is called nystagmus, which is the um, rapid eye movement from side to side, mm-hmm. and um, which also is hand in hand with something else that I have called. Aniridia. Aniridia, I don't have the iris in both of my eyes, so my eyes look black. Um, I don't have any color, and so um, I'm permanent. My pupils are permanently open, Uh so all the, the light from the office or from the sun pours into my eyes. My pupils don't close. And so when I was little, I always walked around with my eyes closed. It looked like I was asleep. But mm-hmm. what I was doing was I was, I was um, shielding my, uh, my vision from the bright lights. Yeah. I imagine and that must have been painful. It, it, was, it was painful. Uh-huh. But, you know, uh, what, what you don't know won't hurt you. So uh-huh. I kind of adapted. Gotcha. Um, and I, I had cataract. I was born with cataracts, one in each eye. And the doctors told my mom, well, we're going to leave them alone. We're going to leave them in there. And maybe when she's an adult, the, um, they may ripen and mature, and then we can take them out. Mm-hmm. Well, that did happen in my 30s. And uh, when, when I, I had such intricate problems with my eyes, they couldn't do it do the laser the um removal of the cataracts with laser so they had to do it the old-fashioned way break the lens and take the um the cataracts out but i was not a good candidate for uh, a lens transplant because you need the iris to keep the lens lens the uh, fake lens in place Mm -hmm. so um, I have to wear thick glasses uh, for the rest of my life in order to see, but that's fine as long as you know I can see and there's no shame in my game. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, my glasses don't define me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I use a red and white cane because I don't have um, depth perception. And since there's Glaucoma, I developed glaucoma from that surgery mm-hmm. in both eyes. And glaucoma is also a, a very bad thing for um, glare. So not only do I have glare from glaucoma, but I also have glare from my aniridia that I was born with. So I have, I struggle every single day, but I've learned to adapt because it's been something that I've been born with, I've had for 65 years. 
And I have a wonderful surgeon. He's taking care of my glaucoma. And I, I believe that um, if you have low vision and you have these problems with your vision and you, you are blessed with doctors, then they, they're part of your team. They're part of uh, what helps you get along through life. Are they in the area, by the way? Pardon? Are they in the area? Oh yes, he's in he's in Burbank. Oh, okay. he's he was he's with St. Joseph's Hospital. Okay, wonderful. I'm glad you have that. Uh, I listening to you. I was. We also I talked about this before, but uh, maybe you want to touch upon this now. But the way you were describing low vision and partially sighted, my brain went to, you know, there are people who have really bad vision or bad eyesight. And they say, you know, I am legally blind. And that's whenever I hear someone say that, I'm because I'm like, well, what to me, legally blind sounds like can't see. But there is a there is a I think a line where at some point when your vision is such like, I don't know what it is. I should probably have looked it up, but people can, they are defined as legally blind, but they are sighted. They just, yeah. They're uh, not, they're not sighted. Um, uh, what determines legal blindness? Um, I mean, I don't have the um, exact um, definition. Debbie, you can always jump in please. But um, 2200 is the um, twenty two hundred and more yeah. with correction? With correction, you're legally blind, uh-huh. and you you have to have a certain amount, uh, a certain degree of sight of side vision that is um, curtailed mm-hmm. in order for you to be legally blind, right? Yeah. So, what you as a quote unquote normally sighted person would see at 200 feet it would take a person who is legally blind to see at 20 feet so they have to get closer to see it uh-huh. yeah so if if I, if I my vision is 2600 with correction see this is where I have I wear glasses but the glasses don't allow me to have 2020 vision it's just enough for my vision, for my lenses. So I have 2,600 vision in each eye. Uh-huh. And so I'm legally blind. And I also, this is for me, mm-hmm. um, whatever uh, benefits, either state or federal benefits, Debbie gets as a totally blind person, mm-hmm. I too am entitled to the same benefits as her as a blind person because of the criteria that I meet mm-hmm. uh, being 2,600 and the degree of vision that I have from the side is less than 20 degrees, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that is the definition of uh, legal blindness. So, Usually, some people will call Braille and they say they're blind, and they're really not. They're uh-huh. partially sighted. They have low vision or legally blind. But if you're like 2100 or 2080, you're not considered legally blind mm-hmm. unless your ophthalmologist, if they say, well, the degree of vision on the side is such and such, it's, it's his call. Mm-hmm. 
that's what he finds. Gotcha. Yeah, I've heard a, a good number of people in my circle, or I've said, you know, I'm legally blind, and you know, they they're out in the world and they, you know, they don't need resources to help them get around. So I'm like, I don't. Yeah, some don't. You know, some people uh, who are legally blind don't, and and that's okay. It's an individual thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a um, there was an administrator at Braille Institute who drove and he was, he had low vision, but he qualified to get special lenses that would allow him to drive only at certain times of the day. Mm-hmm. And I tried to get those. I tried to say, hey, let's see if I can get those. No, I didn't qualify because of, of my vision and how I saw the world. I just didn't qualify for that. Um, well, thank you so much for that. Um... Oh, you want, did you need to know um, about my schooling or anything like that? Yes. Like Debbie or? Yeah. Cause the note that I had here was like, oh, I want to talk to you about like the, the path of loss of eyesight, but you had this since birth is what you were saying. When I was a toddler, I was so extroverted. I used to go visit and, and have tea with my uh, lady friends, um, neighbors, uh-huh. and I was really extroverted. I didn't realize I had low vision. Mm -hmm. I really didn't until I started going to school. And when I, I, I started going to school and the kids started staring at my eyes and they start, they would make fun of my vision and they would make fun of my eyes because they, because they moved uncontrollably. And so I was bullied and I was made fun of and um, I couldn't play on the playground because of the brightness of the sun and I was afraid of the ball. I was, I was number six out of um, uh, children. My parents, my mom had six kids and I was the baby. I had one older sister who was 16 and I had four brothers and then me. My youngest brother was nine years old when I was born. And they kind of treated me like they didn't know what to do with me, uh, my, my siblings. So I kind of was, I kind of walked around as an only child. And um, I struggled with um not liking school only because the the sighted kids because I was mainstreamed also um I was um LAUSD had a contract with certain schools in the in the city that had a special uh education class for the low vision in each school and there there was a special education teacher who would make sure that well, they were like my our mentor, made sure we had large print books, made sure that we were tutored if we needed help. Um, sometimes we had classes with her or him, and sometimes we went to the classrooms with all the other um, sighted children. And it was very difficult for me to see the, the chalkboard, even if I was sitting in the front row. Sitting in the front row and trying to see the, the, the chalkboard was 
nonsense for me because I couldn't read the writing. And if I got up to copy anything, then the kids would go, move out of the way, I can't see, you know. <laughs> and so um, my, I don't think my, my, my teachers, my special education teachers were very good advocates because I, I really basically felt so isolated and like I wasn't learning very well. Um, but it, it didn't deter me from learning. I listened a lot more than I saw because of my vision. So when the teacher asked questions, I always raised my hand and um, I got good marks and I didn't care what they said. They could laugh at me, call, you know, bully me, whatever you want. But, you know, I just, I just ignored them. Yeah. When I went home, I was still ignored. But yeah. one thing I did love was acting. And that was my, I would just go into my backyard or go into my room and I would write stories i would write plays and my dream was to one day perhaps take drama lessons mm -hmm. and i got to do that with this um, organization for the blind i got to be on stage i got to perform i i got to sing i got to dance i got to learn dialogue when i went to high school this wonderful drama teacher she allowed me to take classes with her, mm -hmm. and I learned so much about theater from her, and she didn't treat me any different than she treated her students, mm -hmm. and um, I told Debbie this story. I said to her, um, I can't find a monologue for myself. I can't do this monologue. I said, because I can't see the print. She said, can you see that closet in there? Yes. Well, walk into that closet, find yourself a monologue, and do it. Hmm. And I'm like, you're cool. I mean, you're <laughs> good. I'm not, you know, I'm not pulling any wool out of your eyes. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's not going to take any of that. You know, and um, because of her, she believed in me. Yeah. I mean, I really... I wrote, that was the best class in high school. I, she really believed in me. And because she believed in me, I majored in theater in college. And now I'm doing um, a, a theater um, group with Debbie during the summer. And I'm still singing. I'm still writing my story and singing about it like they did on Glee. And I'm, <laughs> I'm just a happy camper. I don't care if I have low vision, man. It's like this is fun. What she's that's, what Erin? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Randy. I'm sorry. Oh no, no. I was. That's beautiful. I mean, that's that's to have an empowering teacher, and then to to have your experience, and then turn it into where you are right now is just. It's just, it's so beautiful to hear. And, you know, I work with high school kids and I'm constantly, you know, I'm, I can be the tough guy sometimes where I'm like, you know, if you want something done, you just need to take the step in that direction and go. You don't need me to help you, you know, solve your own problems. Mm -hmm. 
So, mm-hmm. but yes, thank you. I, I whoever your teach, whatever teacher that was, I, I'm just, I stand up and clap and uh, give a bit. I don't know if you knew, who, I don't know if you know who she is, but um, she has a different name. What's her? Oh, oh, Lori Donato. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. Sounds so familiar. So, she she's, is, she, I don't know. She p- performed. Mark knows her. This other dude that Debbie knew, um, knew her. And I'm like, I told Debbie's friend, Oh, I know a Lori Donato. She was my drama teacher. <laughs> I drag out my yearbook. Is this her? Yes, that's her. I'll have to look her up because I have heard that name before. And it wasn't from you guys. Cause it, it was recently in the last couple of years. She's a, she's a performer. Okay. She plays the piano and sings and she's a, voice coach in Toluca Lake. That's all I know. But I got to tell you, you might want to edit this out, Randy. She's not nearly as good as you are. Oh, <laughs> no, it's true. You're she too, has she's a, um, too sweet. She has a CD, a Facebook uh-huh. page too. Oh, she has a Facebook page? Yeah, she has a Facebook page. And also on, um, in the iTunes store, I guess it is. Uh-huh. Yeah, she has <clears throat> stuff. But um, yeah, she's, I had a ninth grade teacher. I wanted to join his drama class and he told me no because of my vision. But then when I went into high school, I had no problem. I just sat there and go, I'm here. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of times it is within, you know, and I'm guilty of this too as such. I don't know how to relate to some students in the high school, but for the most part, you know, we, nowadays we treat the students all like they're all in the, uh, you know, uh, capable um, some need more help than others, but at the same time, you know, it's like you're still expected to do a certain things uh, as a base, as a baseline. That's um, good. So That's yeah, good. and it, I've, I see it's empowering, even though there's pushback sometimes, even from the, the kids who, are, who don't need the help. And it's just kind of like, no, you're not just going to sit there and roll your eyes at me. You're going to actually <laughs> do something because that's just, I'm just I'm not that person. Um, but Debbie, I'm sorry, we, we interrupted you. You were saying something. And oh, no, I was just going to say that the um, program that Arian's referring to, and I guess this is a plug kind of, but anyway, um, and I don't know if you want to edit this out. There's a, uh, the Gay and Lesbian Center in LA mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> has, well, they, they, they're part of a program. They sponsor a program, I guess. It's called New Stages and it's for um, senior lesbian and gays. Mm-hmm. Um, and every year there's a theme that they, they choose. Last year, was it last year? I forgot. Last year, it had to do oh, with your um, with marriage, gay marriage. Mar- gay marriage, right. And um, everybody who's in the group chooses a song and, you know, like a little a monologue and that pertains to, you know, how you feel about that particular theme. Mm-hmm. One year it was, you know, Heroes. And um, this year, I think it was supposed to be about coming out. But because of the pandemic, I don't know if we're going to do it or not. But it's... it's um, it's really a lot of fun, you know. So if you're familiar with Glee and what they did, you know, they had a theme, mm-hmm. um, the show Glee, yeah. and then wow. they would sing. And uh, that was sort of like what it's based on. Cool. And, and Arian, Arian yeah. sings. And I'm, I don't know, I'm, maybe I'm going to embarrass you, kiddo, but um, whenever she, she uh, sings, the, the class is really, they're just like, you know, there are some actors that you, you just sort of connect with the minute they get on stage and they start doing things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's Arian. She's made people cry, you know. Um, she, um, one time she said, oh, I don't feel like I'm really connected. And the whole class was like, oh, yes, you are. They kind of jumped all over and said, <laughs> you know, you are, you know. 
but that's just, it's, and it's really, it's awesome because, you know, you don't have to be sighted, fully sighted to, to move people. Um, mm-hmm. When we did Fiddler, um, Arian played Kava mm-hmm. and um, the song Kavale, um, she made the, the girl who played her mother, she made her cry. And Arian was like 16 then, you know? Wow. So yeah, she's, she's got a lot of talent. My, 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 um, mission or my my message is that no matter how much you can see or how much you can't see mm-hmm. if if this is your passion if this is what what makes you sing if this is what brings you spirituality um there's no shame in your game just go for it yeah because yeah. um i feel at home up there um, that's, that's where I, I, I shine. That's where I belong. And I was brought up, I was brought up in a family who thought I was broken hmm. and I wasn't going to matter and I wasn't going to even find a mate. That's what, that's what the message was mm-hmm. put to me. and. I took my low vision and I taught myself about my low vision on my own and um, just believed whatever is in the core of me. And here I am doing new stages and it, it just makes me feel like, okay, I have, I, I'm this person who likes to sing i may not be i may not be um you know um any of these singers that are out today i don't even know that i forget their names right now because i'm nervous but i like i just like to sing Mm -hmm. yeah um well you both got me oh okay so thank you both for taking the time to not only just teaching but inspiring and uh, yeah, I, I learned a lot today and I was inspired by lots today. So um, I thank you both for being my guests today. Well, thank you for having us. This is wonderful. And you'll okay. let us know when this comes out. I definitely, no, no. You know, Randy, <laughs> you know. I mean, you are subscribed, right? <laughs> Talk about a shameless plug. No, of course I'm going to let you know. Well, Arian, we, Arian knows how to get podcasts. So, okay. I will. <laughs> That's good because if I had to try to explain to someone how to do it, having just learned how to uh, upload and then find it, I I was like, oh my gosh, this is uh, one more skill I just learned during this entire uh, pandemic. So, (laughs) (laughs) See, staying home teaches us all something. That and cleaning a toilet. Okay, so. (laughs) No, I know how to do that. I just don't like doing it. All right. So take care. Thank you, Randy. Bye. Bye. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Two weeks from now, tune in for Debbie's episode. If you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button. Till then, stay safe, stay healthy. And if you plan to be around people you don't live with, for Pete's sake, wear a mask. <laughs>